Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Kaylin Payne of MaxFit360. Kaylin, how are we doing? Pretty good. Thank you. Got it. You got it. Thank you for coming on. Uh, looking forward to our conversation. So let's let's dive in. So MaxFit360 is your business. You've had this for a few years now. I know you've been in the fitness industry, sport industry for a while. So let's start with Max MaxFit360. What was your original goal from a business sense as to why you started this and kind of the layer on top of that? When did you start this? Because I think that's a unique uh, story as well. Yes, absolutely. So uh, MaxFit360 was originally formated and created in uh, April of 2011. And really when I started it, it was a passion project. Part of me was like, oh, one day this will become something. But initially what I really wanted it to do was bring people together under the umbrella of sports and athletics. And so specifically, I love basketball and I couldn't find anywhere to play. So I decided to create my own basketball training program for adults to teach people um, all the skills needed to play a game, build up their endurance, throw them into pickup games, and eventually that led to leagues. Loved it. And that was just something I did um, on the side, outside of my full-time fitness job. And it stayed that way until I eventually added other programs in like soccer and obstacle races, et cetera. Where that vision really changed was in 2020. What happened then? I don't know. Something. <laughs> you know, crazy that, that, that little thing called the pandemic. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, weird. <laughs> um, and so really what that did was it afforded me an opportunity to, to take a little bit more serious view of what it is that I'm doing with MaxFit360. Yeah. I hadn't really invested in growing it too much outside of a few of the sport programs I had because I had a full-time uh, position, had a more than full-time position. Yeah. And, and so all of a sudden I found myself with no positions right. and sports were not allowed, at least in New York city with the pandemic, social yeah. distance, everything was canceled. So I decided how do I incorporate fitness into MaxFit360 for several reasons. One is people were doing absolutely nothing at home, absolutely nothing. And then also myself, I feel my best when I'm helping others achieve and reach their goals. So I also kind of found myself wavering out there looking for a purpose. And then I started running uh, complimentary classes through Facebook and Instagram just to do something. And that was before I even had fully revamped the vision of MaxFit360. And then that was kind of like the beginning to this amazing journey. I love it. I love it. So, and uh, to be able to start it, you know, during a obviously hard time and to turn this negative into a positive, I think is terrific. Now, normally at this part, I like to ask people about their physical space, brick and mortar, right? We're in the online world mostly now. So let's talk about that. So what do you you think um, for you specifically are like the pros to being in the online space as opposed to being in a brick and mortar space? You know, I've been really excited about the online space for a long time. Even previous to the pandemic, I kept trying to get the company that I was working for, uh, the powers of B, the people who 
oversee everything but see nothing to understand that online training was going to be a part of the future anyways. I've always been huge into fitness technology. I probably own every Fitbit, Apple Watch, Polar Heart Rate Strap Monitor that you can ever think of. And I have been definitely guilty of wearing multiples, testing them out and and seeing them. And so the appeal to technology was just always there. And in fact, before my um, role ended with my last company, I was successfully able to get them on to online training, but only because the pandemic had hit. And, um, but what, what I really like about the online space is it affords me and my clients flexibility to work out from anywhere. So I've got clients in Israel and England right now who are still able to keep their appointments. Um, Their times may adjust a little bit with time zone differences, but they no longer have a reason to go away for two weeks and, and do nothing right they can just take me with them and the same for me when I need to travel for this or that but I'm not actually taking a vacation I can also set up anywhere and and do that and I find people really like that flexibility and especially in a world that is full of uncertainty with childcare, with schools closing everything opens everything closes with the waves and in and out to the pandemic yeah yeah yeah, I think a lot of uh, pros to being in the online space now and moving forward, which you definitely touched on. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that flexibility and, and the freedom for us as coaches and business owners and for clients. So I think it's the best of both worlds. And we can reach an infinite amount of people, like seven, technically seven billion, right? And, and uh, which is awesome. So like from a growth potential, I think that the sky is the limit. Now, how have you gone about getting your clients, Caitlin? Um, So that's a great question because it's been definitely trickier and a lot of the methods uh, used uh, when you're a small business are very different than when you're a big business with a large marketing team and budget and et cetera. And so what was really important to me was trying to make sure people knew who I am outside of the people who know who I am because fitness is definitely something when someone is hiring you as your coach, as their coach or the head coach of a program they're going to follow with another coach, that trust, that rapport is so crucial. So um, I try to be as involved, hands-on in my business as I can um, as well. I did a lot of online free demo classes to just say, you know, hey, here I am. This is, this is what this class is and this is why. And I still do that to this day. I do um, complimentary holiday classes. So we did a Memorial Day class. Um, We have our uh, second annual 4th of July class coming up. And those always attract, A, a lot of the clients I already have, and then B, other people who've kind of been like loitering, looking in, but haven't officially like gone for it because it reduces the risk of barrier, right? It's a complimentary class. It's online. If you don't like it, if you don't, if it's not for you, just, you can, you can just not do it. The other thing is being really social. Um, I had to uh, not just put flyers on people's cars and windows because people throw that stuff away, um, but actually saying, hi, my name is Kaylin. Uh, Here's a flyer. Can I give it to you? It's about my small business that I've just opened. And people then 
at least take it and they look at it. I find a lot of people are very supportive of small businesses. Um, And even if it's not for them, they're more likely to pass it on or keep it or at least accept it. And then the um, other thing is referrals. I know and work with a lot of people and they know a lot of people who know a lot of people. So my biggest form of growth has been referral based. And then um, you get the few people who stumble across you um, online through social media or through this or through that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, referrals are a great thing. Kind of word of mouth, you know, same idea. Great piece of marketing for our industry, obviously with the online piece um, from a marketing standpoint, have you done, I'm sure you've done like organic kind of outreach. Have you done any sort of paid outreach to specific demographics? How does that look for you? I have, if there's a type of an paid ad, I've probably have used it, tried it. Uh, Google AdWords uh, was one of the first things I tried and one of the first things that failed for my business because somehow in the way their system is set up, whenever I run an ad, I get a massive amount of phone calls, which cost me a lot of money. But these phone calls were never about MaxFit 360. These phone calls were someone wanting to reach someone at Planet Fitness or someone wanting to cancel their gold membership. And I'm just like, how do you, this number is exclusively to max for 360. How, how, and, and, and that is a, that is a issue specifically with Google um, that I haven't experienced on say YouTube ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, all of which I've used. Uh, Facebook ads seem to draw the most amount of attention, shares, likes, comments, um, as far as uh, paid for ads, though yeah. Instagram seems people there tend to interact with the regular post more. So it's just kind of yeah. a matter. My niche is very specific because, but and very general. It's very specific because I'm targeting people specifically looking for the flexibility of working out remotely, being yeah. able to not skip the commute, skip the gym bag, etc. And so that narrows down the amount of people who I might be the right fit for. Sure, sure. Um, and so it's a little harder to also sort those figure those, those features out when you're trying to do a paid for right. ad. Yeah, yeah. Obviously great to know your niche and who you're kind of marketing towards, you know, for, for best demographics. But yeah, I can see how that could be maybe a little tough um, in filtering that out. But obviously a great tool we can use. And it's, it's cool to hear Facebook's been helpful. Good to hear Google, not, not so helpful with the kind of weird phone number uh exchanges there yeah you know. It, you know i really think it depends on on the business and the business owner because and i'm not i'm not anti-google ads i will try again in the future i just yeah. need to and i mean and i've tried a few times i just need to better understand their yeah. the way they work i've tried groupon yeah. um groupon um not so much for the revenue piece because that's ultimately none but more for the exposure of just being able right. to and this was early in the like early in the pandemic when it was just like, hey, these are all new services to MaxFit 360. Uh, yeah. What it did was, even though you don't really make much from that, is it's a constant advertisement for your business, everyone who scrolls through. Yeah. And sure. so eventually they may try me. Yeah, exactly. I think there's some pros that I, I used Groupon back in the day. Uh, I know a lot of people bash it, but you know, again, Depends on the mindset. Try marketing has to be this uh, pyramid kind of multifaceted approach. So whatever works best for us would be great. One more piece on that, Kaylin, with your international clients, how did you get those clients? 
Was that from a direct outreach? Um, so those are actually uh, some referrals from people who are local, who have family yeah. overseas or out of state. Uh, cool. I'm fortunate because, I, I mean, I've been in the industry for about 14 years. Yeah. Um, before that, I was an athlete. So I have a wealth of learned knowledge, but also a wealth of hands-on real-life experience. Yeah. So for um, for some of my clients who have, who know someone who might have like diabetes type two or this or that, uh, who might need someone who has a little bit more advanced knowledge than a general trainer, then I'm a really good fit. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's good to have that experience knowledge. And I think being an athlete plays a lot into obviously this field and especially entrepreneurship too, kind of takes the same drive. And I think a similar like mental skill set, you know, but we could dive into that on another show, but uh, one more question there, like, being online, we can be like, we can get infinite people. What for you would be like a good number of clients for you to work with? Like what would be capacity for you? Uh, so that's a great question. Right now I have about 14 classes on my weekly schedule. And those range between the uh, 10 minute wellness uh, segments, uh, 30 minute fitness and 60 minute fitness. So there's a hybrid and blend. Each of those classes, um, can go up to as many as a hundred people. I tend to usually keep them closer to and like them closer to 50. Um, I tend not to run crazy large classes because I really do like the personal touch. Uh, The other thing is I have uh, a couple of independent contractors that do assist with some of the, um, the load. And that has been a fortunate joy that I've been able to add in the last year. The first year was, a single act person doing all programming, all training, all classes, all marketing, all accounting. If there was something that needed to happen, it was only me. Yeah. And so I'm, 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 I'm grateful at this point that I do have a yoga instructor. I have a, um, a Zumba instructor, and I also have a, um, an additional personal trainer that can take some of that so that I can still run the day-to-day parts of the business as needed, but from a managerial piece. And sure. then I, so that I can future plan. Right. It's hard That's to good. plan ahead when you're so bogged down in the day-to-day. Yeah, for sure. Like we can only work so much uh, in the business and not on it. And that's where that team, like you're saying, we get that team in place. We can scale infinitely, especially in an online uh, space. So I think that's awesome now. So we know how you got the clients, right? We know the model now in the online space, keeping people so important, you know, normally we see like a shorter life cycle, you know, what do you do best practices, Caitlin, to keep your clients coming back to you, you know, month day after day, week after week, month after month. Uh, that's a great question. Retention um, and attrition are issues, no matter what type of facility that you have. Yeah. If you have clients, customers, or members, whatever you choose to call them, uh, some, will, some will leave and new people will come. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've always been really good at retention. That has been something that I can say from day one of, hi, my name is Kaylin. I'm a personal trainer, uh, yeah. to now. Uh, I believe that I'm good at that piece because I do really well with the initial onboarding and then I do really well with follow-up. So for me, uh, even if you just are signing into one class, if once your name has popped up, I don't know you, I'm immediately reaching out. I want to introduce myself to you. I want to find out more about you. Uh, My online platform is set up with parkues, like all of the information so that I can get a thorough background. And I think 
people often find on the online space, they don't get that. It's sometimes they, sometimes it's just a general workout in, at best. And sometimes there's no, no face or no personality to that. I really feel that my retention is so good because I build that initial rapport. I get to know them. They, I uh, find out what it is they want, why it is they want it, what it is they've tried. And then I try to show them best options for helping them get there. And then we fought and then I follow up, you know, Hey, you tried this class for the first time. What do you think? How did it go? And then from that, I can make an additional recommendation. And I think that those are all of the reasons that retention is strong. I can say in the two years that I've been running my business under the current format, I have had three clients leave uh, one who um, is out on maternity, and then two, one, um, two others, one who had a, um, a passing in their family and just has disappeared. Uh, I, I, do, I still reach out. And then one person, we were just not a good fit. And, sure. and, and that happens too. So that's it. Three people in two, in two years. Three people in two years. I mean, that is, amazing. those are, you know, gold standard. Yeah, that's <laughs> retention. A, um, a plus. Retention. I think like what you said, like just that communication piece and showing you that you give a crap, you care, you know, like it goes so far, especially in the online space. Like that's the biggest thing that I could see missing for some people. And uh, if you can fill that void and especially think too, like in that first 48 hours, we get them like it's massively important, you know, to really uh, reach out, go that extra mile, all that good stuff. So that's really cool to hear. I don't have anything else to ask you on that because I'm not sure. I'm going to add one more thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think that one of the things that sometimes in fitness people, like we remember that the people we're helping are people, but sometimes we forget that they're people. And what I mean by that is sometimes it's so easy to get so busy at your, your clients no longer have names. You're like, oh, well, my 10 o'clock, my 11 o'clock, my 12 o'clock. And I believe that that philosophy could set us up for a little bit of failure Um, But also one of the things I find, especially since, again, my business is online, that sometimes that human interaction, that human touch is harder to achieve. So I make sure to, like I send up birthday notes, uh, handwritten holiday cards to everyone, um, and just those little personal touches because when someone realizes that you actually, you didn't just send them an e-card or a generic card with with, but you like hand wrote a personal note inside, uh, either highlighting recent accomplishments or what you're looking forward to working with them in the future on. That really yeah. does also help uh, connect them to you. They know that you, you genuinely are invested in helping them achieve whatever it is that they're after. And I think that that's really important um, that they have bought into the fact that you're there for them. Yeah, I love it. I agree. And I like to add to that too, I like the, uh the uh, video message now on the phone, you know, it's like the new, new handwritten note, so to speak, 2022 style. So yeah, all those things, Kaylin, are, are super important for growth and for longevity, right? To have a business here in the space, because it is, it is pretty, it's a flooded space. It's, you know, it's, it's highly competitive. There's a lot of people in here now and it's going to be growing, which is great. It's a lot, all the money's going there. So I think there's a ton of unlimited potential. With that being said, like within this role, a couple of questions for you left. Where would you like to ultimately see like your day-to-day life uh, in this business with MaxFit 360? Well, that's a big question. Uh, so 
if I'm being honest, uh, right now I'm still carrying a lot of the load. Um, Like I said, I've got um, a few independent contractors that have come on and have taken a little bit of the hands on, but most of it is still, uh, most of it is still me. And so what I would like to see is as the business grows, I would like to be able to continue to uh, delegate out uh, quality, uh, quality work from quality people that believe in the mission and values that I have. And then also that does two things. A, it helps my business grow a little bit bigger um, with the scaling doesn't become an issue, but then I'm also able to help someone else contribute to their own financial livelihood. Um, so I feel like that helps all of us just keep going in yeah. the right direction. I would eventually like to see a little bit more focus on my small business training and wellness programs, mm-hmm. um, more as the, the piece that I oversee the most, and then having a little less hands-on with some of the rest of the fitness pieces sure yeah no sure it sounds great and it's a definitely natural progression here moving forward which i love so that's where you want to go like from a personal standpoint what is your main focus from today say for the next six months to a year with the business moving forward from a growth perspective networking 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 so um part of the networking is to um introduce my services to new to other small businesses, especially the small business fitness and wellness program, making sure that they know what I offer and how it could potentially benefit them if we partner together for it. And then the other part of the networking is, uh, as I said, I have become an amazing jack of many trades, but uh, networking also helps you meet other qualified businesses that could take some of that load from me right like right now I design and do all of my own web design and though it's beautiful um, and I've learned to code and do all these things it's time consuming I would like to be able to network with people who that's what they do that's all they do and they're amazingly great at it Uh, I would like to meet someone that can take my YouTube videos tweak them make them look nice and then post them for me where I'm not doing all of the editing you know so so, um, so networking for both personal growth within myself um, and yeah. meeting new colleagues, but then also meeting new potential uh, collaborations or businesses that might benefit. Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, I love your approach to all these different content spectrums and platforms and just wanting to get better, right? And just improve on everything. Like if we're doing that, we're going to be successful. So uh, I think that's awesome, Kaylin. And I think it's a beautiful place to wrap this up. Where can the listeners check you out? Your social media, website, anywhere else we can find it. Absolutely. Um, so my website is maxfit360.fit. Uh, so uh, loads of information there, but then also you can find me on Instagram at maxfit.360, Twitter, maxfit360, Facebook, maxfit360, Snapchat, <laughs> LinkedIn. I'm, I'm, I'm almost everywhere. The, the one place that you will not find me is TikTok. I have not gotten into that. I'm not there. Uh, yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if that will become a place where I will be, but I will say that as long as the social media platforms I'm currently using are engaging and working for me, yeah. I don't have the time or the time or desire to invest in a different platform uh, yeah. to either do a redundant repost and or to have to create all new all new content i would need a media team exactly i was gonna say it's uh time is all we have so at some point in time it's like it definitely gets a little time consuming and uh 
if the return on investments there, yes, we just have to figure it out, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, TikTok is definitely getting massive in this fitness space, as I'm sure you know, so it's always something else coming. So, uh, Kaylin, thank you so much again. We appreciate you and we wish you continued success. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great afternoon. You as well. And uh, listeners, we appreciate you guys too. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Awards podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of CrossFit 6569 in Indianola, Iowa, Neely Webster. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have you on. Uh, cool story to share. I'm excited to get that out there, but tell us what 6569 is all about in your own words. It's, it's honestly a bit, it's a gym of community and focus and family. We try to make a big, um, big family out of it for people. So they have a family at home and then they can come to the gym and have a family. We're very welcoming. We want everyone to come join us. So that's the biggest thing is just to make sure everyone feels welcome and at home when they come into our gym. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll get into a little bit more of how local area demographics, different things play into that. But before we get there, give us a little bit of a background of, of how you came to be the owner of this gym. Yeah. So I started at CrossFit 6569 as a member back in 2019. It was May of 2019. Um, I just moved back to my hometown and I was looking for a gym similar to what I had done before and CrossFit was the closest thing. So I decided to jump in and join. And like I said earlier, it was definitely, as soon as I walked in, it was a family, it was a big community. Um, so I loved that aspect. I loved the competitiveness of being competitive with people around me, but being competitive with myself. Um, so I ended up having an athletic training job near my hometown. So I hung out around here and just stayed. And then the previous owner approached me about possibly buying the gym with my background and um, my experience. And it just ended up playing, playing perfectly into my hands. All right. So you have, and that's one of the things we'll get into a little bit more. You have another career as an athletic trainer. So that's, that's a full-time or full-time plus type of career with probably with, irregular hours right it's one of those things it's not a standard nine to five type of job so you have to juggle that and then this opportunity came so it's something you're already part of the community you're part of the family like how much of it to you looked like an opportunity to be more of a a, a part of the family more involved and how much was an investment from a buy grow own a business point of view um honestly it was I, I always, even in high school, like I always looked at, I wanted to be like a strength and conditioning coach and an athletic trainer. So if I could get into a school and do both of them, that was, that was kind of my dream. So having this opportunity to buy a gym and help however many people I possibly could in the gym setting and 
be an athletic trainer in a high school was the two worlds collided perfectly and it the the timing worked out um investment wise i mean it wasn't it was a no-brainer for me it was something that i've always wanted to do and it the way it fell into my hands i i just felt like it was perfect timing and i just needed to jump in head first and do it got it okay so timing was right the place was right you're already in ingrained in it so we're going back about a year and a half ago. You take over, you got the keys to the castle. Was there anything that you wanted to do to put your stamp on it right away? Anything that you felt like you wanted to change to, to start making it more of your, your legacy? Honestly, at first, I, I really wanted to make the transition as smooth as possible. So I kind of just stepped in, kind of took over the old owner's classes and I, I made it very, very smooth. I didn't make very many changes over the year and a half. I've gradually made changes, um, but I wanted changes hard for people, especially in a gym where they're, they, they have this family, this community, something that they love. So to go in and change and flip the world upside down, people don't. People don't enjoy that. So I made the change very gradually over a year and a half. But at first, it was just a matter of make make sure people are just comfortable and they stay comfortable with how, how, it's, how it's going. And then eventually change will start to happen. Okay. So no, no big rocking the boat when you came in, but kind of gradual things to just mold it a little more into to what you've wanted to, to make it. Um, there had to be a certain set of expectations for you when you came in of like, I've been an athlete. I've seen how the gym is run. I have a pretty good idea of what it'll be like to be an owner. How is that different from the actual reality of being an owner for you? I think for me, I mean, I bought the gym, I'm about to be 28. So I bought the gym when I was 26 years old. And I mean, honestly, I, I like to think that I wasn't naive, but being completely naive to the fact that everything would just be smooth and simple and everything would go great. Um, you know, there's definitely been hard times and, and learning real quick that you aren't going to please everyone. There's no way to make every single person happy. That was the biggest thing for me learning wise that I've had to come, come to accept. And I've always been a people pleaser. I've always, you know, gotten along great with everyone. So that's, that's been the hardest transition for me. Got it. Okay. So a lot of, a lot of people come into ownership of, of micro gyms, especially in the CrossFit world from the, from the same way, like they're an athlete, they love it. They love the community. It's something they want to be part of, whether they start it on their own or take one over. Um, the training is probably almost second nature to you at this point, the relationships with people. Have there been any big learning moments for you on the business side, skills that you've had to acquire, anything that's been a major eye-opener, like, oh, I need to be able to do this, you know, these things well, or I need help with, with certain things on the business side of it? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I've never in my entire life had to, you know, personal finances, like for myself, I was recently a college grad, like it, it, finances weren't that hard to figure out but taking over a gym and doing gym finances and like learning about taxes and insurance and all of the stuff that go with that, that was a totally different world that I, my oldest brother is a gym owner. My brother underneath him is a, or is a, not a gym owner, just a business owner. And then um, just talking to them, knowing I had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself into on the back end of things. 
that was a big time learning experience. And it's been a lot of fun to learn that stuff. Um, it's still challenging and hard because I feel like I'm learning something new all the time, but that was, that was a big thing owning a gym that I, I guess you don't think about some of those things when you, when you go in and buy it. Yeah, for sure. So you've had your two brothers to lean on for, for general business stuff. Um, has all of the rest of it been just trial and error? Have you reached out to any other local gym owners, CrossFits, or, you know, anybody, you know, that may not be local via the internet, you know, different, you know, social media, anything like that to, to try to get more insight on the back end? Oh yeah. The, the previous owners, they're still, um, they still come as members. So they've been amazing. They've been very helpful. Um, my brothers are super helpful. There's been many other gym owners I've talked to just to talk about programming or how they run classes or how they do this and that. And, you know, putting all the pieces together from so many random people, you're able to kind of build your own style. And that's definitely what I've done. Just taking a little bit from here and there. Got it. Okay. So as far as core operations go, like membership options, pricing, onboarding, programming, what things have you significantly changed over the, I know that they weren't all at once, but have you changed any of those portions of the business significantly in the last year and a half? Not really. Programming, we've played around with different things. Um, otherwise, like, you know, just just changing kind of the aspect we, I, we, I've got new equipment in, which has made the, the members super excited. A lot of the equipment was, was pretty old. Um, and then it's just kind of with COVID, especially that year really tore our community apart because people weren't in the gym. People didn't want to be in the gym. We had COVID boxes. You, you didn't get the feeling, the family of that. So I really tried to do a lot more, um, member events to try to build outside of the gym, to build the community and bring people back together in that aspect. And I feel like people are starting to feel that again. Um, but I've tried to be very involved in doing many more events, many more things for the members, um, just to try to bring, bring them in and hopefully bring family in so we can continue to build our community. Got it. Okay. So mostly everything has been just kind of fine tuning, polishing up what the previous owners had in place not not any real big changes to the status quo there so that's kind of gotten you to where you are over the you know the last year and a half membership has has been coming back to where it was pre-covid it's it's grown you know probably i think it, i'm not the best at quick math 35 40 percent since you've taken over some of that is i'm sure due to just people feeling safe and a lot of it is probably due to your efforts so Right now, as you continue to grow um, and have a little bit more room to, to have more clients, serve more people in the community, what things do you have in place? And I know your time is limited. You have your other job, you're coaching full-time. So, um, you know, for frame of reference for our listeners, you're not sitting around on your hands for 40 hours a week doing nothing, but what are you doing, you know, when you have time to try to attract new members, to try to get the word out to people who may not know in Indianola or around that you're there. You know, and yeah, like you, like you said, that's definitely been hard having another job um, and everything else going on. Um, 
honestly, a lot of it has been word of mouth. I, I haven't done a ton of promoting of the gym on social media, anything like that. But, um, you know, we, we've tried to get in um, a parade. We, there's different, I've talked to many other business owners to try to promote different things. Um, holding events in the community to try to get people to see like, hey, we're, we're involved with this business. Hey, um, you know, come, ch- come check this out. And then, you know, you see this event, they'll see us and then hopefully go from there. But a lot of it, honestly, is just word of mouth. People, people trusting me as the owner, trusting me as a coach with themselves, then they're much more likely to refer on to other people. Um, but, you know, as hopefully the, the longer I start to get into the gym, the more I'm there, the less I'm kind of at the school, I'm able to start to do more things in the community and um, get involved with other businesses and just continue to get our name out there. Awesome. Awesome. As far as the, the word of mouth and referral thing goes, kind of two camps that, that people, I don't know if they stay in for a long time, but at least currently, you have people who let it happen completely organically. And then the other side is like, Hey, I put these referral programs into place, or I post on Facebook, a bring a friend or give that little bit of a push or encouragement for referrals. Where do you feel like you're at with it right now? Um, I don't know. I, we, I haven't done a lot of ref- the, the referral programs I've done. They honestly, they haven't gone super well. Like we haven't gotten many, many members that way. Um, I really truly feel like it was a matter of just in a year and a half, the more our current members started to trust me just being involved and what I can bring to them, whether it's, you know, helping them with injuries, helping them with nutrition, helping them with their lifts or helping them in, in off time outside of classes, you know, they see what I'm putting in and then they're much more likely to refer me to, to their family and friends because they trust me. Um, so that's, that's really been the biggest thing. The referral programs, they, they haven't done much for me, but throughout a year and a half of referrals have helped a lot, big time. So proving yourself, building the trust, letting, letting the action speak for you has, has moved the needle more for you than than any specific ask or program so far. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. All right. One of the things that I'm sure has helped you do more for your clients than the standard gym and and help build this trust and professionality is your background as an athletic trainer to some degree has to carry over and bleed over into what you're able to do in the gym. So how have you used that to serve the community better than then maybe they could get anywhere else in the area or differently. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty huge people, you know, they, they know, I understand. I'm not going to make you do something. If, if you have an injury, I know how to help you with that injury. Um, and if I don't know, I know so many people I can refer them to simply because of my athletic training career. So that's been very big. I mean, people, I, I have members every single day asking me, Hey, like, my shoulder hurts. What can I be doing? Hey, this hurts. What can I be doing? Um, and it's, it's helped a lot. I've done a lot of treatments on my members. Um, I've seen members, kids or family members simply because they're having issues and they know they can trust me to come to. Um, and it's, you know, they've seen great results simply because of my athletic training background. And I'm always able to help them get back into the gym doing what they love um and if i can't then i help them find someone that they can so that's been a huge bonus for my members and it's been a lot of fun for me to be able to 
put that aspect into my own business. Yeah, absolutely. That's anything. And it, I think it's, it's the general spirit of trainers and gym owners to want to give. And then, you know, two things that you can leverage are your skill set and then a huge referral network. So I think I'm probably biased. It's even stronger in the CrossFit community. We just want to do everything for our, our members, for our gym family that we can all the time. And for you, it just, it heightens your credibility on top of all that. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I want to switch to potential future plans, expectations. have a pretty good idea of what you're doing in the gym. Now you have your group classes, you're leading as many of those as you can. You have some personal training, you have a little bit of competitors training. Um, so and I do want to talk about how that plays into your personal goals, but as far as the gym goes, different offering services, is there anything else that at, at any point down the line you, you want to offer for your clients, whether it be meal prep or nutrition program or specialty programs or online or any of those things on the wish list for you? Yeah, nutrition programs for sure. We've done like different um, eight-week, 10-week challenges that I can I can take the time and help them with the nutrition, but um, really focus on individually focusing on members that want to take advantage of that. I would love to add that in um, personal training. I'm not doing very much of simply because of, because of my time, but um, you know, once I can start to build more time into the gym and our breaks, adding that in, I would love to add um, kids classes in there's, there's a lot of stuff in my mind that I want to add in. Um, it's just a matter of, getting the time and finding the time and making sure that I'm doing everything at the, the right moment to make sure that I'm getting it all done and getting it all done effectively. That's for sure. I love that, that extra little bit of detail. It's <laughs> one thing to do it. And it's another thing to do effectively. And so, yeah, it's, there's the wish list. There's how much time do you have? How do you, how do you leverage that as you grow? Um, yeah. Do you, do you have plans uh, and this kind of all ties together. Uh, you're coaching probably what 75, 80% of the classes, at least right now. Yep. Is that something that as the business grows and as you're able to spend more time in it, do you want to continue to coach that many classes or do you want to bring on staff and free yourself up to work on different things? Like what's your ideal role going to be in the gym as far as time commitments go? You know, I absolutely love coaching. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have bought the gym if I didn't love coaching. I'm, I love owning the gym, but I love coaching more. Um, so I don't ever want to stop coaching. That's something that I absolutely love. However, I understand that in the, in the future, in the grand scheme of things, I can't coach every single class because it's enough to make you go probably crazy. So making sure I, you know, I, I would love to, to take a step back, but still making sure I'm coaching something throughout, throughout the week to, to see my members, to see their progress and to help them with their progress. That's something I, I always plan on doing. And I always expect myself to do. Got it. Yeah. I think there's, um, I bet you it's, it's probably close to 99% of, of gym owners in our space that would say like, Hey, if I hit the lottery, I would 100% take a badass vacation but then catch me in a couple of weeks and I'm going to be coaching a few classes a day because it's just, it's once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. And, and realizing that, you know, I see more people, they're like, I'd rather farm out the sales or the marketing or the management or the HR 
they're like, coaching is the last thing I want to give up. There's oh, very I- few on the other way. They're like, I got in this to coach. The business just needs to make this happen. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I have felt this whole time. Okay. So two areas I want to touch on with the time that we have left. One is going to be, you know, how the business is, is going to help you pursue one of your personal goals, which is to be uh, more involved in the competitive side of it. So I want you to talk about that a little bit. And then as far as the, the business and operations side, um, are there any, any skills that, you know, big skill sets that you want to acquire any things that you really want to elevate yourself next level with sooner than later on the operation side? Yeah. So I'll answer that second question first. Um, for me, continuing education, I mean, that's, that's a big part of athletic training. You know, you have to do continuing education every single year to maintain your license, um, your certification. So for me, even in the CrossFit sense, it's the same thing. You're, you're not getting better if you're not learning, you should be learning every single day. So I, I want to continue to become a better coach. I want to, you know, learn more on the gymnastic side of things, coaching people on the gymnastic side of things. I want to continue to learn more on the nutrition side of things. And I mean, you can always get better as a coach. You're never going to be the perfect coach. There's always ways to get better. Um, so that's the biggest thing for me. I want to do continue, you know, continue to do my, my education and learning from there. Um, that's pretty much the biggest thing there. Just continue to grow myself as a coach and, you know, as a business owner as well, there's still so much I can learn in that aspect. Awesome. Awesome. And then the first question was how are you going to be able to, or, or how do you want the gym to help you pursue, you know, the competitive side of things? That's something you're getting further into, right? How are you, how are you going to work that into? Is it, is it going to be building a bigger competitor program that you get to be a part of? Is it just more you time? Like, how is that going to factor in in your perfect world? For me, I think it's a matter of more me time. Um, you know, if once I start to, if I start to phase out of the school a bit more and I can be at the gym in the moment where we're not um, having classes and, you know, making sure I'm taking time to do it myself do my own training, that's going to be pretty huge for me. But, you know, there's, there's so many days where I get caught up. I, I coach, you know, maybe all morning. And then as soon as I'm done coaching, I turn around and go to the school till 10 o'clock at night and I can't get my own training in. So that's, it gets very frustrating in that aspect. Um, but having more me time and making sure I'm putting aside time for myself to get my training in is, is definitely something I want to start focusing on more. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We are just about out of time, but I want to get a little bit philosophical here and look back on the last few years. If there's, I never ask anybody to qualify this to change anything that you've done, because we know that, you know, that that's not possible. But in theory, if you could go back and tell yourself one thing, if there's something you could tap yourself on the shoulder and, you know, give yourself a lesson or a piece of wisdom, is there anything that really would stand out for you? As I mentioned earlier, you're not going to please everyone. So I wish I could have told myself that earlier and understood it earlier. Um, But I think for me, taking a leap of faith right after COVID hit and buying a gym and just doing it. I mean, I, 
I'll give myself a pat on the back for that and for for how well I've continued to grow the business. Um, but you know, my my love for people, my love for helping people build healthier lifestyles, that's always going to be the forefront of of what I believe in. Um, so that's that's something I'll always stick with for sure. Awesome. And and you're you're the example of the answer I get a lot of times for people that are further down the line, 10 years, 15, 20 years in it, when I ask that question, my favorite answer to get is people are like, I would just do it sooner. The first opportunity I had, I would have just, I knew I wanted to do it and I didn't for any number of reasons. And it, it feels like you took the first real opportunity that was put in front of you. And you're like, I know I want to do it someday. So let's do it right now. Yep, let's make it happen today. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I love that attitude. All right, Neely, we are officially out of time. Last question before I let you go. If our listeners want to find out more, see what you're doing, see what's going on at the gym, where are the best places to find you? So our website, CrossFit6569, Facebook, Instagram, CrossFit6569. Those are going to be the best things. Um, my phone number is on pretty much all of them. So you can you can call the gym anytime and um, we can chat about whatever. <laughs> all right, Neely, I really appreciate you being on with us. Thanks for taking some time out of your morning. And I wish you continued success. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate you being with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you're thinking about doing it, do it. The time is right now. Obviously, you know, don't mortgage your future on it. But if you have a good opportunity, pinch yourself, look yourself in the mirror, do it because everybody wishes they did it sooner. Um, if you have the passion, if you have the work ethic, look at what Neely did, listen to some other episodes. Everybody says they wish they did it sooner. So if you want to hear more episodes like this, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Ward's podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lord Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Juan Bucera with the next level performance out of Staten Island, New York. Juan, what is going on today? Happy Friday. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Great. Sunny day here in Staten Island, and I'm heading to the weekend. There we go. Doesn't get better than that. <laughs> I love it, man. There we go. There we go. And look, we're excited to have you on. But before 
we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with next level performance, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Okay, sure. Um, we're a high intensity interval training, uh, gym. We focus on group training. Uh, and, uh, I, I describe it as, um, you know, a kick-ass gym uh, where we're balls to the wall with every workout. Uh, it's one full hour of high-intensity training. Uh, we focus a little bit on everything. It's full body from uh, from the minute you get uh, walk in the door to uh, join the class until uh, you know the last rep is performed. I love that. I love that. And so let's dive right into the the actual nitty gritty of the business here. So we'll start with the basics. How many, how many members are you guys at currently? Uh, it fluctuates, JJ, it fluctuates. It fluctuates. Uh, that's the gym business. Uh, sure. And uh, I think we're uh, in the high seventies between let's, let's give it a range between uh, 75, 85. Gotcha. Yeah. hundred percent. That, that, that's inevitable, right? And with any business, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, we have both lifetime clients, but you have people who are also stragglers as well who come and go. And that's completely understandable. And so now I'll use myself as the avatar here, Juan. So if I came in and I'm like, hey, Juan, I'm ready to get started yesterday. Let's do this thing. What would I then have to pay to become an active member? So our we have two price ranges. You can do a monthly, uh, which we don't suggest. Uh which is $125 per month. Or you can do a three month uh, membership, which comes out to about uh, $325. Gotcha. Yeah. So it comes in the packages too as well. I love that. I love that. I love the options there. And so, you know, for you guys at, at Next Level, what's been the best method of finding new clients? Word of mouth, word of mouth and referrals. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have, I have a little saying that says, uh, if you're, if you're working out in the gym, if you like it, you're not going to invite, uh, can I, is choice of words, uh, is that fine? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You're not going to invite an asshole to come work out with you. So uh, it's, it's uh, you're most than likely, if you're a good me member, you're going to bring another good member into the uh, facility. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I love that mentality. And I think, you know, obviously word of mouth has been around for centuries, right? And I think it's going to continue to be around for decades and centuries. And so have you guys tried any other alternative methods, right? Because uh, let's say, for example, like those unorthodox methods, such as like, flyers or events right or have you even done you know the other common avenues like social media or, or advertising has that had any success for you guys as well yeah we've we've been around for a while we've been around since the beginning of like, these adventure races uh you know these mud races that that exist uh and we've we've uh i volunteered to do the training for some of those events when they were in the tri-state area uh, and you know we tried that and you know, it, it worked and it didn't work. Uh, it became more uh, work to prepare for those training sessions that were taking place outside of the gym, were taking place in a park or on a beach. 
uh, it became a lot of work for us. And then we, yeah, we met, you know, out of, let's say 10 people, maybe one or two stuck with us. But most people were there just to uh, put a Band-Aid on their training, prepare for the uh, race and move on. Uh, yeah. We've done mass mailings. Uh, we've done, we've tried, we tried a lot, JJ. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've stuck with our referrals and, uh, and stuff like that. Well, 100%. And I think, um, when, when you're putting in time equity to get little to no result, you know what I mean? I think I can understand completely as why you would not continue yep. that. So um, totally obvious there. And so let, let me ask you this too, though, Juan. This is kind of a good question. If you had to, let's say, leads, traffic, clients, all that stuff was unlimited, hypothetically speaking, of course, how much higher can you go? Like, what's the limit? What's the capacity? Uh you know, we've got maybe just under 2,000 square feet. Uh, and there's a plenty of time on our schedule to add classes. Uh, so, you know, we, we've got potential for maybe, you know, 125 clients. Gotcha. Wow. If, yeah. So you got a lot of room. Yeah, we've got plenty of room. And, uh, you know, again, we're a group training session. And we have plenty of equipment. So everyone, we either do a circuit training where there are stations or we do, uh, you know, uh, typical type of stuff, AMRAPs and EMOMs yeah. and all that stuff. And, and there's plenty of equipment for everyone to have their own, their own setup. Uh, but, you know, again, I'd rather keep JJ small and intimate. Uh, I know every single member we have. Uh, I know their kids. Uh, you know, I know their, their, their occupation and, and I, I truly enjoy that aspect of the gym more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, I, I think that's should be, you know, that's what it should be. And so, um, now, but how do you, let me ask this too. So how do you go about tracking, right? So let's say like someone who's been a client for, X amount of time, or, you know, um, let's say that, you know, the cancellation, so how do you track lifetime value, churn rate, things along those lines to make sure that somebody has been, you know, in or out per se, you know what I mean? Well, again, knowing everyone, I'm, I'm very, uh, very involved. Every, every training session I'm involved, uh, I, I train as well. So uh, they see me there. They see me sweating with them. And if I don't, if you're a member, JJ, and I don't see you uh, for two, three classes, I don't have a problem picking up my phone, sending you a text, uh, making sure all is good. Uh, so it's, 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 that, it's that level of intimacy and, and that level of connection with my members that, uh, that I think is our success. So yeah. it's really pen and paper and just, you know, scoping the room with my eyes and seeing what people are doing. Uh, and, and being uh, that, you know, I don't consider myself a trainer to, to, uh, to a level, you know, I'm more of a friend and, uh, and, and looking, you know, just to tweak things. I'm not looking to, uh, like has different movement patterns. Everyone has different capabilities. Uh, I'm not looking to, uh, instill my style training, but just making sure that everyone walks out of that gym without any injuries 
and uh, and then the results if you come and you participate the results will, will follow yeah completely completely and i think that's 100 true and so here's going to be a little bit of a longer way than a question but a good question in itself so you know in the gym and fitness industry there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly and that first one's going to be your lead generation, which is you, you know, getting interest, your marketing, getting interest from people outside of, of your current clients. Then you have your client acquisition, which is acquiring new clients after they're interested. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Juan, where do you feel like you can improve the most? Mm. I would say um, the first, the first one. Um, trying, trying, trying to put my head around this. Um, you know, generating leads. You know yeah. that that again. I think that's um, that, that's the key. That's the key is is getting new people in, and and then. Oh, maybe the second question as well, right? Is is getting them to uh, to to buy in? Yeah, hundred percent. Having that conviction, I believe that they can work with you going for you. So I get that completely, and I appreciate the honesty and transparency because, right? I mean, with that much experience that you have had, you know, I think I mean, you can be honest. There's always places to improve. That's a big eye opener for everybody, right? Because people might think that they're at like hundred members or eighty members and think that let's say they're good to go, but there's always more, right? Yeah, yeah. And think, yeah. And again, and what you're a fitness professional, not a professional marketer. So it's totally okay that you know you need to improve there. It's not a big deal. And so um last two questions for you here, Juan, and kind of curious, because with you being in the business for so long, you know, what's the bigger picture? What's the overarching goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Uh I'm just trying to accomplish a place where everyone is comfortable, uh, no judgments. Uh and uh, and and everyone is, is is gets gets pretty pretty fit. Every one of my members, I see improvements in them. Uh, yeah. And I don't have I don't have giant aspirations. I, I I'm not looking to open up uh, one of these big uh, global box gyms. You know, it's it's not my style. It's uh it's it's uh, again, it's a sense of community that that that. that attracts me you know other businesses that i have are the same type of thing i own coffee shops i enjoy that interaction with people uh it, it really really uh, resonates with me yeah uh, it, it makes my day worthwhile yeah that authentic connection and i love that man it really goes to show you're in this business for the right reason because your answer had nothing to do with financial gratification it had everything to do with the clients you care yeah. more than the next person, and that's what's going to carry over anything, anywhere, any path, whatever number, any goal you have. It's going to you have to care more than the next person to get there. But it's honestly you can't get there with just a financial goal. Yeah. So just to give a little full background, and and when I opened the gym in two thousand eight, uh, you know, I was always an athletic person. I was always a, a pretty fit, married, kids, put myself on the back burner. Uh, uh, ended up joining a, uh, a weight loss competition at my job. Uh, you know, didn't win it, but 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 I was I was weighing in at about two fifty. But again, always active, always active. 
and then it was it was it was uh, the gym came about as as a necessity for me. Uh, I couldn't find. I, I was training uh, in in Manhattan uh, with a with a gentleman that to this day is sort of a mentor to me. And uh, uh, I couldn't find that here. I couldn't in Staten Island that didn't exist. There was no gym that had that that camaraderie to it, that connection, uh, which I was experiencing in in uh, at my friend's gym, who was now is my friend in the city, uh, and that's how the gym came about. Uh, you know, wow. it never never about money. I, I you know the. the I didn't need the money, uh, and it was always just about the workouts, the experience, and then little by little, you know, one person walking into the door, wondering what we're doing, because we always were in a warehouse, always running, always always visible, uh, and then it's turned into a business. It was really something to do with just a bunch of guys uh, that were looking for some place to work out. Uh, and then it turned into a business. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Holy cow. It's a great perspective shift there. And I, I appreciate you sharing that with the viewers. Again, the, the transparency is so big for the, for the podcast. So thank you for that one. And so one last question. And I, I'm really curious to see what your answer is going to be. Because as much skin in the game as you have, you know, this answer can go anywhere. And so okay. it's simply... You know, if you could go back in time to when you first started the gym and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear, what would that advice be for you? Um, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a tough question because I've always, uh, I've always been, uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a business person with, 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 with not a business mentality, um, right? I, it's, it's again, uh, you can't go into business with only the intention of making money or with the need to make money. Uh, you, you have to do, whatever you do, you have to do it uh, with the idea that it's gonna be successful and it just may take some time. Right. Uh, you know, you always have to have to uh, believe in what you do. So, JJ, I, I, if I went back in time, uh, I don't know if I would do anything differently because I never uh, I never put myself in a situation in a harmful situation. I never went out and bought too much equipment. I never. Uh, rented a space that I couldn't afford myself if, if, uh, if things went a little bit of South, right? Cause when you sign a lease, it's a commitment. It's a law. It's a, there's a term to that. And if, and if most places, if you can't op- meet that obligation, it's, you own it. Uh, and I, you know, those were always my, my that was always part of my plan is don't overextend yourself. Don't buy too much. Uh, I always sourced, used dumbbells or dumbbells, 45 pounds or 45 pounds. You know, you don't have to go out and buy everything right away. Um, I would shop. I would go out and pick up equipment. Uh, I, I would, you know, 
if there was a need for then slowly as the business grew right it wasn't a business all of a sudden i one night i wake up and i see that i have a business i have people now that are relying on me to show up and relying on me for whatever expertise it is that i have uh and then then i go out and start sourcing new equipment and as things and replacing the old but uh i i to this day we don't have any equipment we don't have any machines there are no machines in my gym you know there were still some of the homemade sandbags that i put together 10 years ago you know wow still being carried it's still being lifted it's still being thrown uh, you know, there's still, I think I still have uh, pull up bars that I have that are just black pipe that are uh, still on the wall. You know, yeah, no, talk about a mic drop of an answer, man. Especially, I mean, just like I just want to highlight one thing you mentioned where it's like, don't get into business because you need the money. That is, I mean, uh, that's the first time I've heard that one. But when you put that into perspective, I think some people think you're, it's it's so true. Like, I mean, they oh, yeah, I care about my clients, but they need money, right? And then they put them into this hole. They start to resent the business and regret the business because they did it, thinking that they can make their 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 worthwhile. They can make their their day income through there, right? And, and totally jump the gun. But then it's like, you guys are barely surviving, you know? So, uh great response there. And I know there was not one thing that you would change for yourself, but for the viewers, I know they appreciate that. So um, look, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the contribution of the podcast. And look, Juan, before we sign out here, you know, please shout out your Facebook, Instagram, website, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and the gym? Okay. Uh, we, I, like I said to you earlier, I'm a bit of a dinosaur. I don't know. Uh, I'm really not computer savvy, but we do have a Facebook page. <laughs> it's uh, Next Level Performance Staten Island. Uh, and uh, we're located on the south shore of Staten Island. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I can drop in. Anyone can drop in. I, I, I don't charge for drop-ins. Uh, you want to come in and you, and you want to, you know, you want to try us. Uh, if you're a Staten Island, live in Staten Island and you want to come try our gym, you know, we always give three free trials, right? Three classes. Uh, because after the first one, you're probably not going to get back to us in a week. You're probably not going to be able to walk. You're going to be hurting, right? So there's no need. You know, we'll give you three that you can use at any time because we don't think you're coming back the next day. If you do, we're impressed. Uh, but that's pretty much it. It's our next level performance, Staten Island's our Facebook page. And JJ, I appreciate the opportunity. And, and, and I wish I had, you know, a lot more to say, but uh, we're, we're pretty bare bones and we keep it that way. That's where we keep yeah. it. And we're not for everyone. You know, yeah. if you're not looking to, uh, to sweat and you're not looking to, uh, to put in some, some tough, work uh we're not for you yeah i love it i love the honesty and transparency i look absolutely appreciate your time and contribution podcast i look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road one and to everyone who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit the like and subscribe button and if you want to come in join us and talk about your fitness business click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you very very soon and as always till next time jim lords out
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.